Welcome to the Owls on Culture podcast, where two generations of owls, Michael the dad and Hank the son, discuss the latest in movies, plays, books, video games, and more. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Owls on Culture podcast. I'm your co-host, Michael Owl, and I'm here with Hank Owl, who if you hear sniffling or my voice sounds weird, I am currently sick. Yes, uh, Hank's mom has been sick for about 10 to 12 days now. And is finally starting to recover, so to to pick up the slack, Hank and I have decided to to just put our toe in in this sickness thing. Yes. Uh, hopefully, you'll be ready for school tomorrow. I don't. Th- I'm not. Even if I am sick, I'm still going. I can't miss Spanish. <laughs> I understand. Don't have. Don't want to start off to start off late. Uh, so this is a new year. This is we're Phil. We're taping this on January fifth, and tonight is something's coming on television and what is that and what are we talking about uh we are talking about the first episode of series season 12 of doctor who and what airs tonight is the second episode of season 12 that's right so if you've listened to this podcast at all you know one that we're whovians we're fans and two that we were extremely disappointed in last season's writing of the show Yes. So we're one episode in to this series or season, and what do you think so far? It this that last episode was better than any than all of season twelve, season eleven combined. It really was. So spoilers, obviously, guys. Hopefully, you've watched that first episode too. Um, it really was. It was. Uh, I was so relieved and happy <laughs> that it was good. Like right from the beginning. We had that kind of like spanning the globe, you know, seeing different spies be taken out by this kind of mysterious looking force. Like that was instantly exciting, instant stakes, instant danger. And I was hooked right away. Yes. And also when the beam came out of the car and killed the guy, it's like, yay, we're killing him. Even if it's not our main characters that are in direct danger, it's at least people around them are being offed. That's right. That's right. There are stakes in this world. People do die, just like in the world we live in. So that that was super exciting. And then I liked how they rounded all the um, companions up, you know, first. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. See, all in the different spots they're in. Yeah, and that was like, you know, we've talked about how maybe having, you know, three companions has, you know, made it tough on the writers. But that was a, a great uh, job they did kind of catching catching us up on each of the companions and kind of the situation they're in and having their how they're dealing with this uh, thing of traveling with the doctor and we get a glimpse into their real world life but it doesn't take very long and then we get right in back into the plot again these men in black looking you know officials are coming to to get everyone yes or mi6 i guess yeah that's what they're called yeah, well, Men in Black's a fiction. Well, yeah, I know, I know. I know. <laughs> but they, that's what they were dressed in, you know, dark suits and dark glasses and all that kind of stuff, which I thought looked pretty cool. I just wanted to clarify that Will Smith was not there. <laughs> there, was a, there was a noticeable lack of Will La- Smith, yeah. <laughs> which I'm not necessarily sad about. Uh, nothing against Will Smith, of course. Uh, so I thought that was just a really great beginning, made me excited uh, immediately. And then, of course, we get to see a familiar phrase, face. Uh, for a lot of us, uh, the head of MI6 was played by whom, Hank? I have no idea. That's your point. <laughs> Sorry, this is Stephen Fry. I thought you knew him. Um, he's the bigger dude. He's He plays um, 
He's played lots of people back in the day. He's just a regular of BBC America. Stephen Fry is a writer. He's a actor, director, producer, uh, and just a general, uh, really great, talented dude. And he was MI6. So that was, they kind of teased his presence in the uh, beginning of the season. And I wondered who he'd play, but he didn't last very long, did he? No, he got off really quickly. <laughs> Which is kind of cool. The show, again, stakes. We're going to take our biggest co-star. Actually, you know, Stephen Fry is much more famous, certainly before Doctor Who, than Jodie Whittaker. So we're going to take the biggest name we got, and we're going to off him pretty quickly. So that's that's pretty cool. Or at least that's good storytelling for for us, or for what we needed going into this, this season. Yes. Uh, what else did you like about it? Um, I like that they... They separated the companions. I don't think they did that a lot in season eleven. They they brought each of them into different storylines. So in one storyline, we didn't have to give every companion their own thing to do. Like they were away from each other for most of the episode. Yeah, I think that was a good choice too. So you had four four folks, so two teams of two, and the Doctor was paired with Graham. Graham, our favorite. Yep, and they went down to Australia, right? And yes. then we had uh, the other two, whose names I just <laughs> completely blanked Yaz on. Yaz and Ryan. Thank you, Yaz and Ryan. Uh, they went to the tech company, you know, and tried to infiltrate there. So that was, I agree, that was like a nice choice. We didn't have to keep up with four people running around, just, just two different groups. And yes. both groups well, went to go do exciting, fun things, right? Yeah. Um, the doctor met O, who... Again, I think we've already established spoilers. Who is the master? And I think I want to do a long discussion on that. Okay, let's do it. Um, how I'm very excited. I I think we both love nostalgia. So seeing the master again, and they want to. I think Chris Chibnall knows because we're not the only person who shared opinions that we thought that we did not like season eleven. So I think he's trying to like excite us back into it by giving us this big name villain. Yeah, and they really took the time to do that too, right? Um, it was a nice slow reveal, and you didn't—I didn't see it coming. Or um, well, I, I got a spoiler uh, that the master was involved in some way through kind of throughout the episode. I was trying to guess who it was, and I originally thought it might be the tech company head guy because he seemed to I don't, hold more gravitas than the other than O. Yeah. And O's named O because he was a former agent, right? And yes. so, like, my six, the head he goes, was C. Oh. And he goes, oh. So, that was kind of cool. Uh, I, I did not hear anything about the Master beforehand. But I did suspect something was going on with O. Like, I, I felt he was interesting to me. You know, he lives out in the middle of nowhere in the bush in Australia. But he's got these cool gadgets and science going on and he's got a couple of security forces with him once all these agents are starting to be killed and there was something just something was going on about him i don't know what it was but i couldn't put my finger on it but he he seems suspicious to me in some way and i think I, you know i didn't call it that he's a master it was like something's going on oh. um i think one thing i do like about at least the few like the 30 seconds we saw of him actually being the master is that he seems kind of crazy, like the the clapping and the jumping. That's what I like. And I forget 
who plays the master, but the Harold Saxon master. I liked him because he was very, he seemed very crazy. And the Harold Sack and Harold Saxon master is my favorite Doctor villain of all time. Yeah, he's. I'm a. I'm a big fan of of his as well. Do you want to talk a little bit about who the master is and where he came from and that kind of thing, or? I'm sure. No? I think they know. Okay. All right. Cool. Well, what else did you like about the episode then? Or do you have more about the master you want to talk about? I don't really have more about the master. You could say something, and I'll think. All right. Well, uh, so one thing I like is that they're. They also put one of the companions in danger. And oh, yeah. so while uh, Yaz and Ryan are, you know, investigating the, the 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 tech company and the head of that, he's visited by these weird kind of beings that we don't know what are, but that are clearly malevolent, malevolent and have taken out the other spies. And then Yaz is attacked and is transported in some way that we're not really sure about to this weird place that to me, <laughs> this is not a great description of it, but it looks like there used to be a flea and tick commercial for like That's a, what it, that, that is what it looks like. Yeah. So like all these like tall hairs are standing up on a dog, you know, and then there's this miniature. Yes. And that was really scary and cool. Um, yes. Came back kind of, Quickly after that, do you think something like changed in her that she's going to be subconsciously working for the master? Well, that's, I mean, that's there. She seemed to be a little too perfectly normal that I think something is going on there. And they told us uh, that when they did a scan of the tech company guy, that he was 90, was it 92 or 93% human? Yeah, I think it was 93. So, what is that other 7% then? And does now is now Yaz affected to where like you've taken out some of her humanity and put in something else. We don't know. But that's kind of cool mystery that they've set up. Do you know if this episode was an hour or was it a little bit it was longer, right? It felt longer. It did too in the good way. It didn't feel longer. It just I don't know, it felt like there was more commercial bricks. Well, I think I think it was longer than an hour, and I think, you know, also it's a two parter. So they really are taking their time and setting up the story, which is I think so needed for Doctor Who. Yes. Especially if they're given the season run they had last year. This made me like even I was excited even just seeing that okay, it's a two parter and the first part is like long. And I haven't checked to see how long the second one is tonight, but I hope it's another like, you know, seventy five minutes or something like that. Uh, instead of just an hour. I did some looking on the Doctor Who subreddit. One theory which I thought is not likely would be very, very interesting just for to get a lot of nostalgia in there is that these creatures, since uh, the sonic screwdriver can't really scan them, that they're from the Void. Oh, yeah, the Void. Tell me about the Void again. The Void is, remember uh, in Season 2, the different alternate universe Cybermen? Yes. That's the area in between the universes. Okay. Which has nothing in it. Oh, that's so that, and you're saying, so that kind of the, where they, where Yaz got sent might be the void? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. That was, that's just a theory. Yeah. I read off it. Also, I think there's something sad in the episode about, like, they want to, like the aliens want to conquer. I don't know if they said they, the universe or your universe. 
implying that they're from another universe. That's right. I don't remember if they said your or not, but there was this thing like, what do you got? What do you want? You know, you're trying to topple nations, you know, like we want to, what do they say? We want to rule it. I'm not sure. Or something about like, the universe. You think they're talking about the earth and they're like, no, we're talking about the universe actually. We're about everything. <laughs> like, so bigger. Be cool if they were from the void or the alternate universe. Yeah, that would be cool. What, uh, so the, how did the end, the end of the episode ends pretty dramatically? Where, what, where, what, what's the state of things at the end? The companions are in a crashing plane. I think there, there's like Wicked Witch of the West stuff going on outside the window, the house, <laughs> houses and the TARDIS flying around. And uh, where is the doctor? The doctor is in this, the tick land, <laughs> the, right, dog the, the dog back. <laughs> Uh yeah, so like she's like upside down too or something. Right? I don't remember. Like I feel like she was hanging weirdly or something. I don't remember. Uh, um. So yeah, so we we left. We were left with a pretty pretty great cliffhanger. Like what's cool is what I hope happens in the next episode is like the companions find some way of getting out of this situation on their own, proving they're not completely dependent on the doctor. And the, but the doctor spends some like there's a lot of one-on-one conversations between the master and the doctor, like the doctor's kind of going after the master in her own storyline. Yeah, separate separate from the companions. That would be cool. Line. I like that. I liked how there was a scene where they invaded the tech companies. Uh, invaded. They infiltrated a party and pretended like they were invited. Actually, two of them were invited. But I liked the doctor's conversation with the tech giant. Like there was that kind of gravitas and power in her that we were talking about that we'd been missing a little bit. Yes. And I thought that was really well done. Um, Not being too on the nose and saying, look how strong she is. But, you know, just letting her show it and do it and be who she is, the doctor. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, so I'm excited about the whole season now. Yes. <laughs> that one episode pretty much reversed everything. Like the, this is the beginning storyline. Like, what are they going to break out for the final storyline? Yeah, right. The final two-parter. So um, you read us that one one theory from Reddit. What are you? Do you have any uh, predictions for tonight's show? I don't know. I'm just I'm very excited. I am too. And hopefully, the master gets to show show what kind of master what new thing this actor brings to the table yeah me too and i've i I really liked what he did in the first episode so i'm I'm excited to see uh anything else we want to say about the the first episode of doctor who i think that's it this is just we're going to be doing short podcasts after about each doctor who episode yeah exactly so we'll try to get these out this is obviously late since the show airs again tonight We'll try to get these out within a day or two to give everyone a chance to watch it on their DVR if they haven't seen it already on on demand. And then we'll release them and then we'll be ready for the next one. Yes. All right. So thanks for listening. And uh, until we meet again. Thank you for listening to the Owls on Culture podcast. Our theme music was recorded and assembled by Marine Cerzier and Antoine Hurrah. The show is produced by Pinecone Turkey. To learn more about Pinecone Turkey, visit pineconeturkey.com, where you can read the latest blog posts from the Owls on Culture hosts, 
and sign up for the Flock email, a twice-a-month newsletter that delivers a short film, poetry, a short story, and visual art right to your inbox. It's your monthly dose of art curated by Pinecone Turkey. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can do so by leaving us a rating on iTunes. Thanks for listening.